Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, do you want me to speak to 41% of the buyers or do you want me to speak to 100% of the buyers? Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos here. I've got with me Peter Florentos. We've just finished a training session at a real estate gym and I'm so pumped to tell you the guy that I've got here is, um, I think, number three in all of LJ Hooker in getting vendor paid advertising behind Bill Maloof and Lachlan Elder. Um, and they both work in pretty high marketplaces in Sydney. We're in Sunnybank Hills, and this office here, LJ Hooker, Sunnybank Hills, consistently, um, you know, number one or two up there in LJ Hooker offices worldwide. Uh, Peter, welcome. How are you, Tom? Good, good. So uh, you're outstanding today. I think the way you articulated what you do and how you do it, and to the viewers here, there's about 15,000 people that get my blog. Most of the people, Peter, are real estate salespeople, and a lot of them are sitting there and they're constantly looking at information to make it better, to get more VPA, to get more listings. Um, how long have you been in real estate? 13 years. Um, 13 years, what were you doing before real estate? Mate, uh, I was in hospitality, fish and chip shops and uh, coffee club. Okay, so you were in hospitality, you got into real estate. Um, were you a success straight away in real estate? Was it, has it come natural to you? Yeah, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, yeah, I was thinking the first three months I sold 22 homes. So, um, yeah, and you're sort of uh, trying to work out what you're doing and find yourself in the, in the industry and going forward from that, so yeah. Okay, so 13 years in real estate, um, you're now an owner here as well, uh, a shareholder in the business, but most of the time you spend listing and selling Absolutely. real estate. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can I talk, what's your average sale price? Uh, five, six hundred. Five or six hundred, and average marketing you normally get? Oh, mate, they'll range from about uh, $5,000 up to one I signed up uh, this week for 27000 Okay. Um, let me ask you what are off the top of your head right now some of the tips on getting good VPA. What makes a good VPA agent? Mate, selling the benefits to, to the customer. If um, they understand uh, the benefits of what marketing can do to them and their property and their current situation that we're marketing for them, um, the sky's the limit. And, and the, the, the biggest advantage of it is if they do it 100% correct, uh, if they don't get exactly what they want, they can still make a, a great business decision on saying, well, we've given it our best shot, the agent's given it their best shot, so let's just move on with our life. Flip side of that is, God knows how much more they get over reserve. Okay, so what you do is articulate the value that they're going to get for the money that they're spending. Absolutely. So value to you is what? The, the value that they're going to get a higher price. A result. A result. Give, giving themselves a better chance of getting a result. If, if they, the buyers don't know about it, they can't buy it. The old cliche, you can't sell a secret. So, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, can I ask, um, do you work hard? Work smart. Yeah, you do work hard. Of course you're hard. It, it's, uh, real estate's uh, a hard job on the, on the mind. It's not a physically hard job. But if you work smart and uh, you put your sellers and buyers to make smart decisions and to find the right people for the homes, it's easy. If you try and, I suppose, put a, a circle in a square, it's not going to go. So right. don't try and sell a home to someone that it doesn't suit because right. it's going to make your life hard. But if you work smart and, and try and find the 5% in the world that want the home, they'll pay for it. Not the 95% that don't because they'll try and negotiate it. Right. And it's so much easier to 
to push a buyer up than a seller down. Um, We hold ample records in this district for all different types of property, and my big thing is to to maximise result for for an owner, not bring them down in price, get the buyer up, because they're sort of walking through the home in a negative way. We've had enough of this home. They've moved on to their next dream. Yeah. Where there's and they know you know all the faults of the home and all that sort of stuff. Where there's the buyer is walking through the front door going wow. So they're in a really happy positive mode. So they're happy to pay if it's the right one. Got you. Okay. Want to talk to you a little bit about how does your your week structured? How do you normally work? Do you take a day off during the week? No. Sundays is the only day I take off. Okay. Um, Saturday I treat every Saturday like grand final day. Yeah. That's the day you perform, and then. Um, Monday's a massive follow-up day from what happened on the weekend. Okay, so, so Monday's what, callback day? Callback day, but I also say to every single customer, I make myself accountable um, because you might not feel, feel like doing calls that day. So every single person that comes to my open homes will say, thank you very much for the um, visiting. visiting today. Were you here to buy? Are you interested in selling, etc.? All the questions that you ask. But I also say to every single person, you will get a phone call from me on Monday or Tuesday Um, because you might not get them on Monday, so I'll still follow up on Tuesday if I didn't get them on Monday. And that makes you accountable, because our industry's biggest complaint is agents don't get back to people. So if you make yourself accountable, you're going to look pretty silly to that person in respect. Well, that's a good tip to to our viewers. Make yourself accountable by making it a non-negotiable, by telling people out the open, I will be calling you on Monday or Tuesday... And that way, it's no longer an optional behaviour. It's a mandatory behaviour because more or less you've set it up that that's the way it's got to be. So Monday and Tuesday is follow-up day. You call most of the people on Monday. The ones you can't get, you do on Tuesday. Is that how it works? Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock, is sales meeting. Compulsory. You do not miss sales meeting. And straight after that's a stock run or a caravan. Wednesday, once again, is um, appointments, appraisals, follow-ups. And as I said I make myself accountable with buyers, I do that with my vendors and everything. I make myself accountable because my biggest fear in life is to let someone down. So if you make yourself accountable, you won't let anyone down. So you, you set it up for yourself that it's hard to fail Absolutely. by committing, making commitments? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, how do you make yourself accountable to vendors? What do you say to vendors that you'll be in contact with them for a certain amount of time? Yeah, you... I, I don't... I, I ask sort of how they want to be treated because there's no use ringing someone every second minute of the day if they don't want to be rung every second minute of the day. Right. But I tell them what they have to hear, not what they want to hear. Yeah. But a property is sold when it's listed. So the listing presentation is critical. That's where you've got to get everything out. So, And I work on always worst-case scenarios. I don't go in there and tell them, you know, that you're definitely going to get this and you're definitely going to get that. I always say, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, that could happen as well but you're definitely going to get market value no matter what. So you might as well give yourself the best chance to get the dream. If you don't get the dream, you're going to get market value no matter what and maybe a bit more. Um, instead of trying to buy the listing and pumping them up and then bringing them down, Understand. everything is set up at the listing presentation. Um, I've got two full-time assistants. Yeah. So once a property is listed, bang, straight away they get an email um, of a schedule when photographers are going to come. Um, and then we get it back and the professional underwriters write the ads. So all I do is list and sell. That's all I do. Okay, so Peter, you've got two assistants. Correct. One does what and what does the other do? Um, Danielle's been with me for four years. So Danielle, uh, she... Both assistants are still on the front line. They're out doing appointments and open homes with me as well. Um, It's not just all the paperwork in the office because, like I said, Danny's been with me for four years. If I had her doing all the 
all the rubbish jobs and all the non-dollar productive stuff she'd go. Um, so she enjoys being out there as well and enjoying all the success. Christina came on board to help us both out. Um, and they've got their own roles that they sort out. Um, database is a big thing. Right. Um, How many people have you got on your database? Oh, mate, we've got thousands. Yeah. We've got thousands. So they, that, they maintain the database for you? Correct. But there's, it's, there's three databases in my opinion. There's seller database, so your current um, sellers and also future sellers. Yeah. And keeping them up to date with what's going on. Um, you've got to give a lot of information. You know, we, we just sit back and expect to receive everything. Yeah. You've got to, if you want to receive, you've got to give. Yeah. So you give, you receive. Then there's your buyer database, letting them know what new listings have come on the market to keep them informed because your buyers are your future sellers as well. Yeah. Because 70% of them live locally. And then I like to create a database on every individual property. Right, so explain that. Right. Um, I've got a rule that I follow, which is my 5% rule. Find the 5% in the world that want the property because they'll pay for it. Not the 95% that don't because they'll negotiate it. So um, I'm crazy in sport, and if I put it in sort of sport, I'm crazy Broncos, Chelsea and Carlton. So if you put a bit of memorabilia in front of me with those teams, I'm going to buy it. You put something in those leagues that's not one of those teams, and one a team that I don't like at all, I'm not going to buy it. So it's finding the right person for the property, and they'll pay for it. And then... You know, the excuses of um, the bedrooms are too small and all that sort of stuff just goes out the window. Right. Um, because people say to you, oh, it's listed at 650 say, for instance, we'll offer you 600 because the rooms are too small. Right. Well, I just sort of say, why are the rooms fine at 600 but not at 650? They're not the right person for it. So if you find the, the database through marketing, yeah, uh, and that's why I still think press marketing is very important. Because you You're, know, I mean, you are a big user of print um, with our local quest papers. Yeah, I think um, they were telling me that I between two and three hundred full pages last year. Okay, so two. I mean, I want to talk about two to three hundred full pages. Um, do you ever occasionally have vendors that turn around and say, "Well, print's dead. Why should I advertise?" Absolutely. Or, yeah. Absolutely. Well, what does Peter Florenzo say? That's where um, every single person that comes to every single appointment, every single open home gets asked three questions: name, address phone number, email address, and also, where did you see the property? Right. And they'll just say on the net, no, no, where did you see it first? And then they'll say, well, we saw it in this paper, we saw it in a magazine, we saw it in the local Southern Star in the Asian paper, right. and that gets documented. Right. So then Danny, um, Danielle, with her statistics, she goes through every single thing. So I've got stats that are factual, where every single person's come from. Originally, where originally, they first saw it. First saw the property. Uh, internet in 2012 was about 41%. Yeah. So you just sort of say, if you want to delete 59% of the market, yeah, um, that's up to you. If yeah. you really want to delete 50%, 59% of the market. The other thing you do get, Tom... Was that 2012 or 2013? 2013. 2013. Yeah, 2013. So that's um, a really good way of articulating it. What you're going to say is, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, do you want me to speak to... 41% of the buyers, or do you want me to speak to 100% of the buyers? Because by actually asking me to do this, I'm eliminating 59% of the Absolutely. buyers. Absolutely. And a lot of people, the next thing you get is, oh, we only look at the net, right. or we only do this, or we only do, you know, we only read the local paper, we only do this. But um, you've got to de vendorize it or de it. It's not about them. Right. It's about, so I sort of say to them, well, you're very, you know, strong and you've belief are that you just look at the internet. What about someone that's just as strong as you and only reads the local paper? Yeah. And yeah, once yeah. you put it into their language and about them, they're crazy not to do it. The other thing is you just talk about what they do for a living. And so how do people find out about you? 
and they just say, well, we market here, here, and here. I said, well, it's interesting that for you to have your bread and butter come in, that you market your your business here, here, and here. Why wouldn't you num- market your number one asset everywhere to maximise result? Oh, that's a good metaphor. Yeah. Because a lot of people... But that, that would work very good for people that are actually work, they've got a product or service that they yeah, try and sell. I was recently selling a home for a mechanic, and he just says, mate, nah, nah. It's all, all word of mouth, my business. And I said, so you've never advertised anywhere? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we went to the yellow pages and we've done brochures and put it under people's windscreens and et cetera, et cetera. I said, well, that's marketing, mate. So you're marketing your business. I left there with $7,500 in marketing. Okay. Peter, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, buyer management. Um, dealing with buyers, um, do you do most of your appointments at buyers through open houses or a bit of both? Both. Okay. Both. When do you show buyers through during the week? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. It's on, the, the home is on the market. Um, uh, we're making this industry too agent orientated. It's still all about people and customers. And um, yes, of course, I, if I'm flat out, I'll just say, well, look, the next time I can show you that property is two or four, what suits you? And they'll always choose one of the two. Will you come to a compromise? If I can't do it, the girls will do it. So, um, just had a phone call today after the after the um, real estate the real estate gym driving back. A lady rang me up. She said, "I want to see the property at um, in Sunnybank Hills." There, I went down. She saw it. She said, "I loved it." And before we started, we, we just sold it. We rang a couple other people, showing a little bit of interest in it. They didn't want to go any further, and she bought it. So, right. so mate, if I sort of said wait till Saturday, that sale wouldn't have happened. She may have gone and bought another home from someone else and I'll just cost that customer a premium buyer. Yeah, yeah. How do you, um, do you wake up motivated every day? Absolutely. Um, you obviously like real estate? Love it. Yeah. What's what's the best thing you love about the business? Oh, mate, people. Right. Mate, we're, we're blessed with life. You know, we're, we live in the best country in the world, in my opinion. Um, our problems were, you know, the Broncos going to win or et cetera, et cetera. So we've got everything. But life's 80% attitude, 20% skill. Um, so if you've got a great attitude... I'm an, I'm an early bird, so once I wake up, I'm gone. You know, I'm out of bed, so I wake up between a bit crazy between two and five every morning. Right. And, um, I'll go down and I'll just. You, and you, I mean, you're working six days a week. Yeah, mate. You work early in the morning? Absolutely. Yeah. I um, get here about uh, 6.30 every morning. 6.30 in the morning, you start work, and what time do you finish? All depends what I've got on. Right. I'll finish five, 5.30. Um, if I have to get in and do calls and do stuff, I'll just keep going until I have to. Um, but I like to get home and and see, you know, the family. Because you got a family, yep. young kids. Three. Three, how old? Uh, 14, 11 today, and eight tomorrow. Well, congratulations Thank and you. happy birthday for the middle one. Thank you. Um, next thing I was going to ask you is, uh, if you were starting in real estate again, what you know now, 13 years later, what's the best pieces of advice Peter Florenzos would give Peter Florenzos? Um, knowledge, plenty of training, um, treat the way you want to be treated. Uh, unbelievable attitude. Unbelievable attitude and the skill will come naturally. Okay, so what you're saying is if you've got a big enough why and you're motivated, the how will come. You can't fail. You right. can't fail. And it doesn't matter about global financial crises or whatever. There's People don't sell real estate just because something's happening. People sell real estate for a reason. We don't, we don't sell homes. We market people's situation. Um, and I, I worked that out a few years, a couple of years ago. When I sold, it's the fourth time I've sold this home, and I've sold it twice private treaty and twice by auction. Um, and I learnt that every single time it was a different situation. Right. Um, from 
death to divorce to upsize to downsize. So I just realised, well, you know what, I'm marketing that situation because that home is sold four times two different ways. So, so that's all we do is we just market people's situations. Um, the other thing is listen. You've got to be a great listener. Like we talk a lot, we never shut up, but you've got to know when to shut up and listen. And don't sit there talking about yourself and, and how good you are and what you've done, etc., etc. because you're only as good as your last sale. But those people don't really, sellers and buyers don't really care. It's all about them. They want to be talked about. All right, Peter Florenzos, um, we're talking about one of the best LJ Hooker officers in the country, or worldwide LJ Hooker, and uh, uh, number three uh, marketing agent uh, across that group. Um, your office here, uh, consistently number one or number two up there in the Hooker group, LJ Hooker, Sunnybank Hills. I want to thank you so much for your time. I'm hoping that uh, a lot of our viewers are able to pick up you know, the passion and your ability to, to, to work hard and your belief of success. I want to thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. Thank when you're told that things aren't looking good, you can actually start looking backwards in your life. And what I say is it's a very good exercise to reverse engineer your life. In your last hour, in your last day, what would you say? Has, you know, did I live a lie? Did I actually live someone else's life?